this is Thoughts Become Things. With each episode, we'll help you reach the highest creative potential that God has for you. With your host, a teacher, life coach, a dream coach, and motivational speaker, Jeremy Lopez. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another podcast of Thoughts Become Things. I'm Jeremy Lopez, and I hope all of you had a wonderful Merry Christmas. I really do. And, you know, I was giving some prophetic words uh, and readings earlier to to a lot of different people, and and some of the people was mentioning to me how they didn't have a good Christmas, you know, or they did have a good Christmas, or they were not surrounded by a lot of people, you know. And one thing I want to say, and today's going to be a good podcast, by the way, but one thing I want to say to those who might feel as if they didn't, they weren't surrounded with the family members or the Christmas tree or the presents or whatever. Let me say this to you. Don't allow yourself to get mixed up too much in the, in this natural world, especially within this Western world this, and the media, because they tend to bring forth this persona that if I'm not surrounded by a lot of people, something's wrong. If I don't have everything that maybe the Hallmark Channel movies you know, presents as far as what that warm, cozy feeling is on Christmas Day, you know, surrounded by the children, open the presents and stuff, you know, that, then, then it's not a true Christmas. Let me just explain this to you real quick, because i got a great podcast for each one of you, and that is this, that when it deals with Jesus coming to earth as a Christ child, we have to remember he was born lowly in this manger where, where animals were there, where animals pooped, for lack of better words. I mean, he was born among poop, folks. Let's just be real about it. I know where everybody's like, ooh, but he was. And it wasn't the fact that there were people present. The only two people that were there were Joseph and Mary. And if you read historically, the wise men, as they call them, which actually are Babylonians, men, um, that were magicians, that's what the Bible really says about them in the Hebrew, I mean, the Greek language. But when you really understand that, you realize they didn't come, they didn't come for days. They, they weren't near the night that, that Jesus was born. Those, they came a couple of days later. And so it's not so much of us thinking the warm, the fuzziness. If you felt like you were by yourself, let me tell you something. So was Jesus. And when you really understand the meaning of Christmas, then you'll let sort of the media and the, the warm fuzziness that the Western world brings forth and all the hype of it, you'll let that dissolve to realize what's cozy and warm and beautiful is when you know the true meaning of Christmas and you understand I have I have the Lord on my side, that God is in my life, and if God be for me, who can be against me? That's your warm, fuzzy feeling, folks. So don't allow the world and the media and the, uh, you know, and, and, and the Hallmark channels and everything else, don't let that get to you so much to feel if you don't have this something's wrong with you because let me just tell you each one of you before I get started today and that is this each one of you are important and every one of you are are highly favored of God and every one of you have exactly what you need to have in your life and all you need really is 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 the warm fuzzy feeling from God and knowing that God is with us you know what that makes my Christmas perfect so I just want to drop that in there today to each one of you, just sort of help each one of you out. Now, today I want to talk to you guys about something that's not taking a lot of your time, but I want to talk to something that I believe will totally set a lot of people free. And that is this. Are you ready for this title? Does he or she really love me? Does he or she really love me? I sort of started this a while back, not even realizing I'm trying to do a series, but yet didn't even call it a series. But I sort of presented this idea about about abuse and, and relationships and what to do in, in a relationship and how to build it. And I wanted to sort of sort of build that today or sort of finish it today before we get into the new year. And that is this. Does he or she really love me? And let me give you guys a great example. Usually a lot of times within my life coaching sessions, we have people that will come to me and say, you know what, my, my kids, you know, they don't contact me a whole lot. Uh, my mother, my father, you know, they, uh, I don't see them a whole lot. You know, then if she cared for me, she'd come around more. If, if he, if he cared for me, he would call me more. Here's 
one of the things I want to present today that I believe will help each one of you. When we deal with love, we, we need to examine the three different realms of love, okay? Because it's very under, it's very powerful to know this. Now, when we think of the word eros, which comes from the which, which we get the word erotic from or erotica from, we have to remember that that actually is, believe it or not, classified in, you know, as, as one of the lower cases of love. However, it's not really love, right? We know that. Eros or being erotic, you know, comes from that feeling, that emotion, that even sexual desire thing. It's not truly love, but it's one of the lo lowest ones on the totem pole when it deals with different words throughout the Bible and throughout history that deal with that, that type of what we consider love or kindness. And so you get eros or erotica or erotic from that. Now, when you think about the second one, you think of phileo, which is the, which we get the word Philadelphia from, believe it or not. And that actually, for lack of better words to break it down, deals with the fact of conditional love. Conditional love. You treat me good, I'll treat you good. Hey, you're going to buy me a present for Christmas? I'll buy you a present for Christmas. Now, isn't that pretty much what every one of us do? Hello? Isn't it interesting how every one of us always say the same question? Hey, do you know if they're going to buy me a present? Are we buying for the kids this year? Are we exchanging presents between each other? Hello. And yet we look at ourselves and we say, oh, we're powerful Christian people who love all people, but yet people want to dump on me and they don't want to love me, you know, unless I do something for them. But let me ask you an honest gut level question. Is that not what we do at Christmas time? Hello? Do we not always say things such as, hey, do you know, are we swapping presents? Are you giving me a present? I don't want, you know, I don't want to look dumb if she gives me a present. I didn't know to buy him or her a present. Is that not the same exact thing? We can we can write it off and sugarcoat it as, well, it's a little different. We don't want to be made to look like an idiot if somebody gets me a present and I didn't know to get them one. No, no, that's called ego and pride. Hello, let's let's knock at the door of ego and say, hello, come in, obviously, because that's ego, right? I don't look bad. That's ego. Hello, folks. So if you think about it, you know, we can sugarcoat all we want to, but the truth is, and we could say, well, I just, I don't want to look this way. I want to be, no, 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 no. You don't buy because people buy you stuff. You buy because you love them. And you don't even consider, you don't think about, you don't care if they're going to buy you a present. That's not important. Because guess what? Guess what, folks? If you're that person, like I've been in the past, Guess what? You're moving in phileo love. You're moving in the conditional love. Do to me and I'll do for you, right? You buy for me, I'll buy for you. Hug me, I'll hug you. Tell me you love me, I'll tell you, you lo I'll love you back. And how many of us do that? Well, they didn't call me the other day. Well, did you call them? Well, it's not my job, not my turn to. Here's what I'm going to say to you, okay? Check this out. Ready? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> because no one asks about, well, you know, uh, well, well, are you taking turn? What is this, a game for you? No, no one asks, well, they don't call me. It's their turn to call me. Hello, phileo love. That's not, that, that's conditional love, okay? So before we turn around and say, oh, they don't love me. Oh, she doesn't love me. He don't, he doesn't come around enough. Oh, she doesn't call me. My daughter doesn't care about me anymore. My, my mother, my father, you know, doesn't, and are we talking about truly being hurt? Yes, absolutely. But we have to remember that we can't point the finger at somebody else when we do the exact same things. The exact same things. Well, you know what? It's, you know, uh, my, my friend Pam, my friend Tom, my friend Karen. I've called them twice and they're not returning my phone call. Well, guess what? Who cares? 
You're displaying and you're proving to yourself your conditional love is based on if somebody is going to reach out to you, call you, give you the same thing. How many people? How many people have ever said this? Treat me the same way I want you know you I want you I want you I want you to treat me and treat me the same way I, get, I treat you. In other words, you know you have to remember God is looking at us and saying I don't care. I didn't ask for you to get love back. I didn't I didn't tell you to call them you know if they don't call you back. I mean, if they don't call you back, I didn't tell you not to call them. I, I didn't tell you to do this because they didn't do something to you or give to you what you thought they should do for you. Hello? That's not the kingdom of God. The Bible says give and it shall be given. It doesn't mean that person is obligated to give back to you. It means if you give, God will see to it that you'll get it back somehow, some way, and I can almost guarantee you it's probably not going to be the same avenue which you gave, right? So folks, let me just start off with saying this today. You have phileo love. So before you allow yourself to get hurt because he or she didn't call me, they don't, they didn't, they didn't, you know, I, I called them three times. They only called me once. They didn't call me. And here's another one I, I hear. They didn't call and wish me a Merry Christmas. Well, did you call them and wish them a Merry Christmas? Hello? Because it was well, not my turn to. I call them every single year. I text them every single year. Oh, okay, phileo love. You're, oh, 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 conditional love. Got it. Got it. Let's not cross that line. Got your conditional love. <laughs> Hello? I'm laughing because it's true. And I'm laughing because you know it's you and it's me. And we do it all the time, folks. Come on. We do it all the time. But yet we will, we allow ourselves to be hurt if somebody else doesn't do it to us. Well, she doesn't call me enough. They don't, they don't come around enough. And yet, yet the whole time we're like, did you call so and so? Did you call the lady that, re, you know, that, that, that needs you? But no, you didn't because you thought in the back of your mind, well, you know what? She never called me, you know, uh, uh, hello. Same. You need to put the, the same shoe on that you're, that you're trying to take the shoe off of somebody else, right? Or put the shoe on them, for lack of better words, to say, hey, you know what? They do this to me. Well, you do the same thing to other people, folks, right? So let that bring you, first of all, let me say this. Let that bring a little healing and a little laughter to you, right? Because we all move in phileo love, whether we realize it or not, and whether we're so prideful or we're egotistical, or maybe we look and say, I'm so religious. I'm just so religious. I, oh, I love God. I love people. I do anything in the world for people. Let's face it. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I, I want so bad to say I would do anything for everybody. And the truth is I really try my best to do that. I love surprising people. I, I buy people stuff. I buy them dinners without them knowing. I, I do all this stuff and I don't mind calling people. Well, they call me back. I don't care. But guess what? I've done it before too, folks. We're all in the same boat. So before we're so quick to allow, to put it another way, before we're so quick to create our own rejection, before we're so quick to create our own abandonment, hello, hello, we're so, before we create that because of what somebody else doesn't give us of what we feel we deserve or we, oh, we're supposed, they suppose, they're supposed to know my need. They're not in your body. They're supposed to know what I want. They're not in your mind. People are not mind readers, okay? You have to remember, give, you share, you tell. You, t you let people know, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, I want to reach out to you. Hey, I haven't heard from you in a while. Just wanted to touch base with you. You do that. If they don't call you back, if they don't reach back to you, let me just be honest with you. Who cares? Because of the fact you do not do that, 
for that reason. And let me stress this really, really clearly as well, folks. And that is this. If we reach out to people because we love somebody and yet she doesn't have the courage, she'd have the courtesy to re call me back after I called her and told her I sent her a Christmas card in the mail with a $20 check. I just can't believe the nerve of her. Guess what? You attached your love and your manipulation, hello, with your money. Right? Oh, come on. I'm talking to myself here, folks. Hello. And God's like, I'm sorry. Did you give that money expecting to be praised back? Well, I just want to be acknowledged, God. But I'm sorry. Did you give your money to be acknowledged back? Well, Lord, it's just the right thing to do. So did you give your money because you expect somebody else to know what the right thing to do is? Wow. Come on, folks. Who am I talking to today? I know you're either laughing and crying with me at the same exact time because that's who we are as people. So before we create our own hurtfulness by, by, by these other people that we've done for, why don't we stop to, to realize you and me need to stop attaching manipulation to that gift that we call love because if we don't, you're not truly giving the highest love. You're giving manipulative phileo love. Conditional love. Oh, but I love them. Well, let's just see how much you love them. All right. Let's just really see how much you love this person. And I can tell you by how your response is going to be by their quietness or their silence back to you. Can you hear that today? Now then, let's take it a step further. You're like, please, no more. You're killing me, Jeremy. <laughs> Let me say this another one to you. And that is this. What if we look at life and realize that there's another level past phileo, Philadelphia love, and that is agape love. Agape, for lack of better words, make it short and sweet and to the point, is unlimited love. That's what we should walk in. Do we know the fullness of what that looks like? Absolutely not, unfortunately. Do we give and not even consider nor care nor even have a mindful thought of what they're going to do back to us? Should we give and not even have a thought? Yes, you should. Should we do for others and not even care if they even acknowledge it? Yes, we should. Do we love no matter if they ever call us? Yes, we should. I'm going to be the first one to tell you, you should have a no-care policy set with your love. A no-care policy. Because when you have attachments to this, well, that's just disrespectful. They didn't call me back. That's just disrespectful. They didn't thank me for the $50 check I sent them for their birthday. Well, that's just disrespectful. My kids call me on Monday and Wednesday. That's just disrespectful. They didn't call me today on Friday. Yeah, My, my mother, oh, I, I talk to her all the time, but my goodness, she, she didn't call me today. Right? Come on. Well, guess what, folks? Manipulation. Manipulation. You're giving. And my question to you would be with this in Psychology 101 today. Then why do you love that person? Well, because. Hold on a minute. Why do you love that person? Because if you truly love them, do we want to get back? Sure we do. Let's face reality, folks. We, we want love back and we deserve love back and we need love back. However, it will be given to you by the people God will send to you that you that will be the most impacting on your life versus the people you're expecting to give back to you in that love or whatever it is you've given to them. And yet, guess what? Do you want something that might not be impact, impacting to you? Do you want something back to you in the vein that you think is better for you versus what God thinks is better for you? Because I want to choose a God route. Because if I give, God's going to God says to me, hey, I'm going to give it back to you because, and I'm going to make sure that I'm giving it back to you through a vessel or a situation that will be so potent and powerful like a tick 
ticking bomb in your life that when you get it back in the avenue I want for you, it will explode so much that you will feel the warmth, the coziness, the fuzziness. You'll feel all the, the emotional glitter, all the everything you need to feel, you're going to feel it. Oh, but no, Lord. I'd rather have this person that I gave it to, to, to give it back to me. Because I, I gave to them God. Right? And God's like, okay, number one, don't create your own woundedness and abandonment by this person who doesn't understand, who doesn't understand the concept that you might have in that split moment that sometimes you don't have in the moment in which you give it to somebody else, right? And so guess what? You can't expect folks, people to know. One thing I've realized in my life is this. For me to say, they know better. Do they really? Do they really? I like what Maya Angelou once said, a great woman of God, I loved her. And that is this, and she said, when you, when you know better, you do better. When you know better, you do better. You can't say, well, they know I taught them. Well, obviously, maybe they didn't learn that good, right? Maybe they didn't learn it. Doesn't mean we're going to put the blame on you to say, well, you're an unfit mother or father or what. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's about the fact that maybe they just didn't get it. How many times have you been in church and you've, you've heard a message and all of a sudden it's like, man, I got it today. And the person next to you are like, uh, it's about time. He's been preaching this for a year and a half now, right? How come you didn't get it the past year and a half? What's wrong with you, <laughs> right? I'll tell you what's wrong with you is you just didn't, you wouldn't either in that moment to receive it because maybe you didn't need to receive it during those time periods. Or maybe you just had something else in your mind. Or maybe you just were not ready to hear what maybe you needed to hear, right? We get things, folks, in the timing in which we need to get it, when it will mean more to us. That's how God's kingdom works. And so we can't expect to say, well, they know better. She knows better. He knows better. Well, do they? If they truly knew better, they'd have done it. So, and guess what? There's times you did not know better either. And somebody's going to say to you, well, they know better. She's a Christian. He's a Christian. <laughs> let, me, let me say something to you guys. I love people. I love everyone on this planet. I really, truly do. The best of my ability of what I know love is. However, however, just because somebody's a Christian, just because somebody speaks in tongues, just because somebody moves against the Spirit, does not mean they know how to love. Can I get an amen from the choir? I'm, I'm sure some of you right now are probably like, oh, Jesus, yes, Lord. Because guess what? Quit acting like that Christians are gonna are supposed to know better. They don't. To each its own, to each person who has the revelation, not just because they're hungry and thirsting after God and God's gonna fill them, that's one truth, but also in the timing in which they need to get it. And sometimes people just don't get things, right? My sister, when I was a kid, she was older than I, I was, and my dad was just a master genius at mathematics. He, he knew it like the back of his hand. He was an architect and, and a draftsman, and she could not get geometry. He tried, he would get frustrated with her, and he said, this is not that hard and she could not get it until finally after a year and a half of pulling his hair out which he was in he was bald when you know uh, growing up it was that place where she just got it she just got it right so don't expect everybody to be like you and to get what you get because with the thing that you claim that you you have sometimes you don't always have it with other people either right grace grace let's say it again g-r-a-c-e grace grace, folks. Now, let me also say this to you on the level of love. 
And that is this, that when we deal with conditional love, unconditional love, you know, agape, phileo, when we deal with this type, these loves, okay, these love, you know, what is it, the old song, the love shack? When we deal with these love shacks of the kingdom, you know, uh, we're dealing with the fact that it might sound too good, but let's just have some humor today. When we deal with it, here's the other thing we have to remember. We all don't know the fullness of love. And on this earth, we never will. We're constantly evolving and growing and knowing God. When people say to me, oh, I really know God. I know what God would want. No. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. Let me say it again. You do not. You know. Oh, I know. I know that God does not love that kind of person, or God does love that person. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't know the person's heart, right? So don't say that. When you look at people and and, and you say, "Well, I know love." No, you do not. Where you are like me and and billions of other people. We're trying each and every day to try to learn a little bit more about what love's supposed to look like and feel like and sound like and respond to and react to whatever you want to put to it we're all learning and with that said you have to remember that if you feel like well they didn't contact me <clears throat> she didn't call me he didn't call me they don't call often they don't text often or they text too much here's the thing you have to realize okay and that is this you and i and all of us don't know the fullness of love People only have snippets of love. When God, in, in, the, in the Word of God, when the Bible, when it says, we see in part and prophesy in part, let me say this to you honestly. You hear in part as well. You see in part, you know in part. You learn in part. You speak in part. Can I go on? Should I go on and on? Because in this world, we will have parts. Every joint supplies when it deals with even the, the, the body of Christ. Every one of us, even those of us who are in ministry, those of us who are leaders, guess what? You're still a missing component, a piece of the, of, the, of the pie that makes up everything. You don't have the fullness of it either. I don't. I never claim to. Because we're all, every one of us, well, that's Billy Graham over, oh, that's so-and-so over there. And? And? <laughs> and? They're just another part. Oh, but brother, they have billions of followers. They're just another part. And you, you would not function without them, and they would not function without you, my friend. And so when we look at the kingdom of God, God deliberately distributed so many different things to prove to us, to show us we need one another. We need one another. Why? Because in the counsel of many, there is wisdom, which is saying this. You don't have the fullness of wisdom. You don't have the fullness of grace, unfortunately. We don't have the fullness of love, unfortunately. We don't have the fullness of mercy. Oh, but I'm full of grace, brother, and compassion. That's awesome. But that fullness you have, unfortunately, is still just a part. That's when we go, ugh, no. But it is. We might hate that, but God shows that to us to prove to us we need to learn from one another. And we need to not be so afraid to be able to say, hey, I give you grace because I might have done the same, I might have acted the same way towards somebody else. So I'm going to give you grace as well. You didn't call me, but you know what? I could have called you. I'm sorry as well. I've been giving you money for 30 years. Oh, excuse me. You've been giving money for 30 years to me, and I, I, I never responded back to you or even said thank you. Or, or once again, put the shoe on the other foot. I've been giving you money for 30 years. And you know what? I don't care if I did or didn't. I never, I never expected you to respond back to me. Sure, it'd be nice if you did, you know, but I can't expect you to know a part that I'm awakened to because there's parts in me that I'm asleep that you're awakened to. 
So before we create, and I use that word very lightly and gently because abandonment and rejection is real things and they hurt. They hurt like you know what. But let me also say this to you as well. There are also things outside of genuine hurt and woundedness that are called created hurts and rejections and created abandonments where we set ourselves up to be placed on a stool of rejection and abandonment. And we're creating the environment for that to set us up to get that. How do we do that? I've been calling you for years. You never called me back. You don't love me. Look at him. He buys her flowers, doesn't buy me any flowers. That's because he might have a part of the love that might bring that romance. And maybe your husband, your spouse might have a different, a, a, another part of love that this other person doesn't have. You know, he could be bringing her flowers because he probably beat her last night. Come on, folks. I'm, be, I'm being real with you. He might have bought her flowers, which better not happen. I'd be like, screw those flowers. I'm out of here. <laughs> right? You know, but I'm just saying though, you know what? You don't know why he might be gentle and oh, he's so sweet or he bought a vacation for her last week. It might be to make up for the adultery he committed. Hello, might be because of the anger issues he has. So don't think for a moment, folks, that well, he does this for me, she does that for, for him. You're right, and you don't need to know why they're doing that to each other. You need to pull the love and pull what you know the parts of your spouse has, and you need to thank them for what the parts they offer, because that is a powerful part they have. Don't hound them. There's wor The worst thing you can do to your husband or your wife is constantly say, I wish you would do this for me. I wish you did that for me. I wish you could do this. She does this. He does this. What's wrong with you? You don't know what love is. First of all, if you were nagging me that bad, I'd probably say, see ya. Here's some papers to sign. See ya. I'm out of here, right? No one likes a nagging person. No one. If you can't see the qualities that I have and then understand those other qualities I don't have, unfortunately, that possibly I can learn in this life, but at least praise me for the, for the qualities that I do have and be thankful for those qualities because that's what I see in you with those qualities as well, then you know what? If you don't, we'll never survive as in a marriage. You will never survive in a relationship of best friends. We'll never survive because you will always be comparing me to somebody else. You'll always be seeing the parts that I don't have other people have, and then you're sitting there wondering, why this? Why, why, why? And you are literally creating a place to say, hey, reject Come on. I want to be rejected. Come on. I want to be lesser than. Come on. I want to be able to be the one that's, that feels sorry for me because of the fact that I don't have what they have. I don't have what they have. Well, do you have a roof over your head? Do you have food on the table? Do you have a man or woman who comes in and looks at you with that, those eyes that just you just know this just grabs you and says, gosh, that's love. Did he not sit at the table the time you wanted him to? Well, guess what? You know, don't worry about that. That can be fixed, right? Oh, you know, does she make you dinner at nighttime when you come home from a long day's work? You know what? You need to thank her for that. Well, it wasn't what I asked for. Well, guess what? If you don't like it, go down the drive, go down the street and get some, get some hamburgers from the drive-through, right? Come on, folks. You gotta remember, it's time to start recognizing the love that each one of us has and not recognizing the love that each one of us does not have. The, let me put it this way. The parts of love that the other one doesn't have. Because you also have a plank in your own eye of parts of love that you don't have, that you think you have, but you don't. And he could do, and he or she could do the same thing to you and say, I wish you would do this. I wish you did that, right? But you know why they don't? Because they love you. And love, I love this. Check this out. Ready? And love covers a multitude of sin. And folks, sin is bad, but sin is not 
just murdering, killing, slaughtering, you know, cheating. Those are, those are sins, yes. But falling short of the glory, falling short of the glory, missing the mark of the high call, that's all sin is. And folks, we all do that every single day, all day long. How do we how do we know that? If we don't have the perfect job, making 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 billions of dollars, and living in divine health, and being happy twenty four seven, then I get then guess what? That that applies to you. You have a sinful nature if you don't have all these things, right? If you're not perfect, you're still missing the mark. Because we've got to begin to realize we all have a part to play, a role to play. We have a part, and we need other joints to supply. We need to know the counsel of other people because they can help, hopefully, by faith, reveal to us a little bit of awakeness to the parts that we don't have. That way, maybe other people will awaken to their parts, and we'll see a better world. But we'll never see a better world. We'll never see a better relationship in our marriages. We'll never see a better relationship in our with our best friends, our spouses, our children, if we don't stop pulling out the parts that we feel they should know how to do that they don't do for me 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 why don't you do this for me why don't you you should know but you didn't give me this well i called you why didn't you call me why don't you skip the me and just give and be happy because we live in a society we don't know how to be happy with the power to give we're happier with the power to get and we've got to begin to change and transform our lives into the understanding that we have parts. Quit pointing fingers at other people because it's just not worth it. And you literally will create a damaging effect to yourself, much less them. You'll create a damaging effect to yourself and you will wake up one day thinking, I don't understand why I'm so fragmented, why I'm so hurt, why no one loves me, why no one wants to be with me, why no one wants to care for me. Because we will blind ourselves so much when we can't see the effects that we had parts that we didn't give either. But other people gave us grace not to throw it in our face. But they knew how to receive the love that they could pull out of us and be thankful for that. That's why those people are the way they are. And that's why those people might be happier because they choose to say, you know what? I might see a little bit of stuff that you don't have, that you're lacking in. But I will see the good that you do have. The revelations of love you do display. That's more important to me. Everything else is not up to me to say, well, you know better. What's wrong with you? Everything else is up to God and you. To know that when you know you're ready and God knows you're ready, you're going to get another part of it, right? So remember that today, folks. Don't create your own abandonment rejection. Life is hard enough. Come on, let's just face it. Life is hard enough for us to, to create our own fragmentations and woundedness and abandonments and rejections. Life's too hard. Life's hard enough for us to be able to, and I don't say that in a negative way of cursing. I'm just saying life can be tough. And the last thing we need is to get our own selves involved in our own life to constantly create something of what we wish we had, we should have gotten, they didn't do to us, they didn't. They could have given to us, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that, they're not giving back to me. Life is life is, can be tough without all that. And imagine how much greater and how much stronger, how much more loving we would be if we thought the opposite of that. I'm going to see the Christ in you. I'm going to see the love you do have. And the things you do for me, I'm going to love you for that. And I won't ever condemn you for everything else that you can't do or maybe you don't know how to do or you just don't know yet. Just like 
You give me the grace for the things I don't know as well. And we can grow together the best we can in this world and get a little bit more parts of love buried in us and say, hey, you know what? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Because guess what? We're all just trying to get there, right? And it takes a lifetime. So take this today. Run with it. Let it be a blessing to you today. And as I close, let me just say this. I always love to say this to people. If you don't like your day, is this not fitting today for this message? If you don't like your day, change it. Change the way you see towards people. Change the way you, you view God. Change the way you view yourself. Change the way you view life. Get out of survival mode and just surrender to the now moment and say, you know what, I've had a rough morning, but I choose right now to let it go. Change your thoughts and you'll change your life. God bless you. This has been the Thoughts Become Things podcast with Jeremy Lopez, helping you reach your highest creative potential that God has for you. For more episodes, products, and information on Jeremy, visit www.identitynetwork.net.